0: Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Betting Show. Uh, this is a Cambridgeshire preview, a preview of all the weekends racing on Friday and on Saturday at Newmarket. I'm your host, George Ellick, and I'm joined by Odds Checker's very own Andy Holding. Uh, and Andy, because there is so much good racing to get through on Friday and Saturday, it's just going to be the two of us. Uh, looking forward to it.
1: I am, yeah. This is one of my favourite sort of weekends of the whole season. I've always had a uh, fairly uh, healthy... Um, so resumes, as it were, for when it comes to the Cambridge, you're going back to the days, um, oh, back in the 80s, and um, Penny Drops won, and um, plenty of um, Rambo's Hall. Do you remember Rambo's Hall? I think he won it mm. twice, didn't he, back in the 80s? So it's, it's been a race I've always had my eye on for a long time. I haven't hit the mark recently. I think the last three or four years have drawn a blank, but Spark Plug was my, I think, last winner. Um, so, yeah, even though you got sort of 30-odd runners, you can narrow it down and, you know, get a, a nice shortlist to at least give you half a chance of having the winner.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, just, uh, we were recording this at, just before midday on Thursday, so uh, about twenty four hours before racing kicks off on the Friday. So we are going to do a Friday preview for those who are listening to this on Friday evening, um just just scrub through uh, for the next, uh, whether you're watching it on on YouTube or or listening to it uh, to Saturday's racing. I'm hoping by the time we get to Saturday's racing in this preview, prices will be out because at the moment, um after final decks they aren't. We have the confirmed runners, but just not um, any prices at the moment, but we should have about half an hour till we get there, so hopefully we'll get those um but we're going to go through uh friday's racing as i say first um we'll go through the first is it the first five races on the card the first four races on the card yeah um, on friday uh, and then we'll have a look and see if there's any other business uh later on in the card where we don't have prices yet for the last three races uh, and then we will uh, hopefully have saturday to preview as well uh before we get into it gonna point um listeners and viewers in the direction of the odds checker app for the best prices bookie offers free bets uh, you know the spiel uh best place terms as well and andy's tips straight to the app every single morning of racing uh andy before we get into the first um let's always as ever talk about conditions talk about the track uh, anything people should be conscious of when making their picks uh
1: very much so uh, george at least with the saturday racing which we'll be covering later on um we'll have a, a better idea indication of what we might be looking for um usually speaking the cambridge tends to go to a horse drawn high i think the last Six or seven years, as far as I can recollect, you need to come out of stall 20 or upwards. I think that's probably been largely due to the fact that we've had front runners that have planned a lane through up the standside rail. Remember when Majestic Dawn won it a few years ago, he made all um, in pretty yeah, tidy fashion. So so we're looking perhaps at middle to high draws in the Cambridgeshire. Um, but yeah, there's usually tailwinds there. The ground, I think, is going to ride pretty much as it says, good, maybe even good to phone concert. I don't think there's any appreciable rain. I think there's some forecast showers later on. I think there's a front coming through, which has touched Ireland today and it's going through the UK and then it's going to fizzle out and then there is just become uh, one or two little showers here then everywhere. But Mm. I don't think we're going to get anything major. So um, decent ground should be in place for the next two days. And uh, because I do keep an eye on the draw and track biases because they often throw up angles later on in the week
0: great stuff let's get into Friday's preview starting with the one hundred and fifty, the Rosemary Stakes the Phillies and Mairs listed race over a mile and uh, Bet365 are paying the extra place at the moment they are 5th to 4 all other firms are 5th to 3 Andy take us away for the first race on tomorrow's card
1: the first thing we should say um, before we we crack on is highlighting obviously the former Roger Varian's stable and he's got quite a few horses we're going to be talking about in this podcast so it pains me to go against his hand back here who was a beaten favourite last time out of Ascot behind Jumbly when we saw good second behind Heredia in the um, Sandringham handicap. Obviously, gives it a big chance. But I'm a huge fan of this Crystal Caprice. She was looked as though she was going to be a filly, uh, going to be applying her trade much better than handicaps based on her victory at uh, Glorious Goodwood early on in the summer. And then she uh, backed up that theory by winning, I thought, even easier at Ascot next time out. Despite sort of drifting to her right a little bit and running against a track bias, she still stayed on very eye-catchingly to win in the style of an improving filly. Uh, she'd been given a mark of um, 98, which still could be exploited, but I think um, the Michael Stouts and, and Connections have, have decided to roll the dice and put her in a race that she probably deserved to go into um, a long time ago. They've just of um, taken their time with her and gone along the natural progression route. Uh, this track should suit her really well. She's a long-striding big unit that gets across the ground and just she just looks all class. So it's quite the presence of Zambak, as I said from the informed Roger Vair and Stable. I'm going to stick with the bandwagon, which continues to roll along in the right direction with Crystal Caprice.
0: Crystal Caprice, nine to four, best price there. Bet Victor, Coral, Boyle Sports, um, and a few other sporting index, Bet UK, all nine to four, uh, two to one with the likes of, of 365 Skybet Paddy's uh, as well, Andy's pick. To get favourite backers off to a flyer uh, in the one fifty tomorrow on Friday at Newmarket. Uh, on to the second race on the card, uh, another Phillies and mares race this time over a mile four. Uh, and Sea Silk Road is the five to four favourite um, here. Eternal Pearl five to two. Poptronic eight to one. Voodoo Queen twelve to one. Royal Scandal 14s. Canal Door Uh Peripatetic is 22 to 1 and Queen of the Skies, 25 to 1. Eight runners, dead eight at the moment, Andy, uh, with a 5 to 4 favourite. Are you looking to to, to get against a favourite each way, or, or do you think Cecil Road will continue to, the trend from the first?
1: Well, she's certainly the right favourite on form. I mean, she, she's got a rating of 108. Mm. She was <coughs> second in the Ribblesdale at, at Royal Ascot, and then a gallant fourth last time out at Devils when we last saw her. She hasn't run for 34 days. Hong time for the first time. Um, just a nice filly. She's handled pretty much every ground that's been thrown at her. Soft ground at Goodwood early on the season. Firm, good to firm ground. or last got so condition should be ideal whichever way um, it goes over the Rowley Mile. Uh, so yeah, I mean she's 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 the right, like I say, the right one to hit the market. Uh, Eternal Pearl's got to turn around the form early on in the season, only to the tune of half a length. So she hasn't got a huge amount to find, and she's continued to progress subsequently. So. They are dominated by the right, too, because of the ratings. But I often find when these races, particularly this time of year, George, I do not say the ratings go out of the window, but I'm prepared to be a little bit more flexible Hmm. uh, perhaps than I should in in ordinary races. Because I do think we have improving fillies or fillies that haven't yet been tested at this kind of level. Uh, And you can find that that there is um, every now and again a a shock in these races. So my my approach would be to have a look at a couple of bigger prices. Royal Scandal is one of them. Bit disappointing on the second start after winning well on debut. Not sure why she ran below par that day. It was a first run on turf, which, like I say, is a little bit disconcerting. But she was really good last time out visually and on the figures at, at Kempton. She's a huge, big, long-striding beast that is bound to improve as time goes on. And I did notice that James Fanshawe stuck her in the Group One on uh, Royal Ascot, not Royal Ascot, Champions Weekend at Ascot in October. So. If he thinks of that highly of her, she should surely be up to Group 3 standard. So I think even though she's only rated 89, she, she's worth a look. And the other one that you had us trouble is pronouncing is Peripatetic. Um, bit of a tricky <laughs> one. You haven't come across that horse before. It's a bit, bit of a bonon skin, that. Um, but obviously trained by Roger Varian, man at the moment. Eight winners last weekend. And I like this horse's profile. Seems to be improving. Um, won really well last time out at Salisbury in a fast time, and um, you know, given that I don't think she's probably got a massive amount to find based on some of the horses she's been running against early in the season, such as State Occasion. Um, I think twenty-two to ones a big prize for her. Even more so with Ryan Moore booked as well. So like I can say a couple against the field there. I mean, you could afford to back both of those two each way. You sort of what are we talking twelve to one Royal Scandal. Is that the price?
0: Fourteen to one best price.
1: Yeah, fourteen to one. Royal Scandal, twenty-two to one. Peripatetic. Let's say, for instance, Royal Scandal—the only one that gets in the frame. You, you're only doing a very, very small percentage of your your money if you back both each way. So that'd be my approach to back 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 those two against the field.
0: Yeah, a bit of blue on odds checker about Royal Scandal. Fourteen to one best price with Bet Three uh, Six Five. As short as eight to one uh, with UniBet. Peripatetic, uh, twenty-two to one with with Bet Victor. As short as fourteen to one elsewhere. So. You know, this is a, a classic case of shopping around, getting the best value for your bets and using Odds Checker to do so. Two against the field there for Andy in the second race on Friday. Uh, on to the Rockfell Stakes now, uh, over seven furlongs. Commissioning is the seven to four favourite uh, ahead of Olivia Miralda at five to one. Uh, another sea of blue uh, about Rage of Bambi at 15 to two, best price. Rich, eight to one, uh, second start. Uh, Sydney Arms, Chelsea, 10 to one. Dance in the Grass, 12 to one. Eximus 14s, uh, Electric Eyes 16s, uh, Leitzel um, is uh, 16 to 1 as well, 25 to 1 bar. Those, Andy, are, you know, it's it's a bit late in the season for these two-year-old races, but we've got another one here where a couple of runners here only having the one run. It uh, feels like we're back into Royal Ascot territory where you can pour over the figures and tell us if the market's got this right.
1: Um, yeah, I think this market's all wrong. Um, mm. look, you know, commissioning is a nice horse, there's no doubt about it. She was visually very impressive at Newmarket first time. The form has worked out okay. Some of the horses have let it down. Some have improved and gone on to win. Looking Bro, the fifth horse has won. But generally speaking, it was just an okay, okay run. Time for Wise, pretty good for a debutant. So I'd certainly respect commissioning. I think she's a nice prospect. But seven to four, I mean, that could be absolutely off your rocker to back that at that price in a race of this nature. We've got a lot of horses that come here in good form that have done much better times than her. And I think more importantly, she's drawn one. Now, the stalls are in the middle uh, tomorrow at Newmarket, and I'm pretty much certain they'll come middle to near side. And you have got a, a real trailblazer in this that sure to serve it up in the front. That's Rage Bambi joining until 12. So she's way out, way away from the pace. She's going to be stuck out on the wing Ralph is going to have to drop her in behind and fit ground. So she's going to have to be a really, really good filly to win this. Um, and at 7-4, to four, yeah, you'd, you'd easily, well, I would easily walk away from that. I do think that the money horse Rager Bambi is one of the ones we should concentrate on. She's done two really good numbers, first on debut, then next time at Leicester. She's, she goes through the gears really well. I like the way that uh, Charlie Bishop sort of squeezes her into the bridle and she really lengthens. She's got loads of uh, scope for improvement. Um, three-year-old and um, I think ran about 15 to two. She's definitely overpriced. And the other one I'd have a look at is um, the probably the form barrier coming into the race in many respects. That's Olivia Meralda, um, who ran respectably over five films at Royal Ascot Beyond Dramatised. Won next time out at Newbridge. so she's come over here before and, and already tasted success, one by seven lengths that day. Uh, and then there's nothing wrong with her run last time out behind Mediate at um, sorry, Meditate, I beg your pardon at um, the Cura. Good time figure, Meditate, obviously went on went on to run really well in the Morigler group one next time out. So if she was up against a Group One Philly last time out and she's five to one, I think I think she's a, a horse that sh- certainly deserves to be a good deal shorter. You couldn't argue, let's say, if she was favourite, um, and, and, and commissioning was a much bigger price, that's the way I see it. Uh, so I'd probably go and look at those two against the field, Olivia Meralda and Raja Bamba. Like, I wouldn't go anywhere near the five of that price.
0: With Olivia Miralda, you're getting five to one, the bet three six five, a fifth of four about a horse who's had five runs and, and has been given a mark of a rating of 105. I mean, in terms of yeah. rock solid each way bet.
1: I mean, like I say, the bookmakers sometimes just t- tend to overreact to a, w- one horse. You know, they see goals done and First time out, nice, impressive winner. But when you actually look at the facts and look at the race, how this race is going to be run, where she's drawn, who she's up against, what kind of horses, you know, would would Ranger Bambi won by three, four lengths first time out in the fashion Mm. that she did? Yes. Olivia Meraldo, you know, has come over here and beat a similar field to what Commissioning did by seven lengths. A lot of these horses have done something that Commissioning has already done. She hasn't done anything spectacular. The numbers suggest that she's she's a nice filly, but she's not a group one filly, but you know, by any stretch of the imagination yet. And yet you've been asked to take seven to four. So yeah, it's
0: just, just looks all wrong to me, that price. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Five to one, Olivia Moral, the best price, uh, that is with three, six, five, who are four places and Coral, who are three and Labricks as well. And then Raja Bambi, that 15 to two is gone in the time we've been talking seven to one best price. Now that's with bet UK and bet three, six, five, who are both, uh, fifth, the four, um, Next up at the, the final race we can preview in detail on the Friday uh, is the Joel Stakes over a mile. Uh, Potapova is the 5-2 favourite ahead of Tempest at 3-1. Uh, Matisa Beck is 9-2. Pogo 5-1. Oscula 9-1. El Drama 12-1. The Wizard of I 25-1. Seven runners here. Always a shame, but bookmakers but are being generous. Andy, we've got 365, Skybet and Betfred all paying three places here which opens it up as an each way opportunity uh who do you think looks the value
1: oh without shadow of pogo if, if you can get five to one three places with any of you know, firms you just mentioned i certainly think we can get nine to two that that's a complete steal in fact i'd say that's probably the best value we're talking about here on this podcast this mm. horse has had i think five runs or maybe six runs on either the july course or the rally mile the, the course it runs on today and has never been out the first two just absolutely loves a rolling mile it just suits its run style often Mm -hmm. at this time of year as I said at the top of the show horses that get off in front get onto a good strip of ground where it's either down the middle or towards the near side on the Golden Highway with a little bit of a tailwind horses coming from behind just find it very difficult to get to horses like Pogo and I think that's why he's got such a good record plus the fact that he finished second in this race last year and you look at the horses that that were ahead of him and behind him that day Ben Battle beat him and Master of the Seas was third I mean, mm. I don't see a Ben Battle or a Masters season this race this year with the greatest suspect of Potipova and Tempers. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think this is a complete that's a rick. It's not as if the horse doesn't come in here in great form. It's held its form together all the way through the season. Good one last time out behind, arguably the best seven-four long horse. Certainly, it say in the well, Yeah, I'd say the world. I don't know the American seven-four horse, but <laughs> certainly the, 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 the best one I've seen in Europe anyway, and that's Kim Ross in the in the, uh, the Skybet Duke York race. Um, but, yeah, five to one for that. That, that just looks an absolute uh, gift. So, yeah, the only C&D winner in the field,
0: Pogo. Yeah, and I've got good news for you. Uh, two of the firm is paying a fifth of three, Betfred and Skybet, both five to one. So, um, so it, I mean, if you wanted, Andy, and we don't often tip up multis, what do you make of the, the each-way double uh, with Skybet on uh, Pogo? five to one three places and olivia morale nine to two four places
1: yeah yeah i like the sound of that that's um, right at my street both of them have quite a bit going for them and they look not massively overpriced like five to one they're not going to go like two to one or something ridiculous but mm. um i see pogo probably be more as seven to two three to one shot and, and olivia and me would be similar seven to two four to one so yeah you, if you're getting the fractions, the slight fractions in a favor, and you're getting the extra places as well. I mean, that, that's just too tempting, isn't
0: it? Yeah, a £10 each way double and they both hit the places, uh, you're making £18 profit there um yeah. with those two. So, you know, it's basically a, a near enough a, a two to one winner if that's the case. So, yeah, there you go. And I'll check a betting show each way double that I'm sure our But Maker Partners will be delighted that we're putting up with the extra oh, places. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Pogo, yeah, they're all pergo yet they are say SA5-1 to one pretty much across the board if you can't get the fancy places um, you know a quarter of the two each way with other firms uh, and then Andy three races uh, to finish tomorrow's racing we've got the maiden uh, and then the, the listed race and then finally that the, the handicap over in mile one uh, no prices for these yet but any horses you want to flag up
1: um, not really I'm, I'm quite glad we can or we're not going to discuss these in any great length the maiden I haven't got any uh, inkling uh or um steer either way. I, I, I have I am a massive fan of without a fight though in the 445, I think Simon Ed Christopher have probably been one of the best stables of the season with regards strike rate. I think they've been running at sort 25, almost 30% for, for quite a while now. And I, I like the way he got the job done last time out at York. John Leap has rather let the form down a little bit, the horse he beat, but um he's been pretty good by and large for the last two years 18 months uh i think he won this race last year off memory um so he's obviously been targeted at this particular contest and the good thing about without a fight as well he's very tactically versatile making him suitable to small field races you look at most of the races he does win they tend to be four and five runner races so a lot of these coming in here under a little bit of a cloud castleford candleford has gone backwards since royal ascot uh, Wonder Mantoban probably isn't quite this level Siskani was disappointing the other day at Newbury Farhan, he was good last time out at York but maybe he wants a little bit more juice on the ground last year's um, November handicap win I'd certainly respect him but um, I think without a fight definitely holds all, all the aces there
0: Without a fight, the uh, one for Andy to keep an eye on when prices do come out should be probably around 4 o'clock this afternoon uh, 3.30, 4 o'clock so keep your eye out eyes out for that uh good news we've timed that perfectly i've been you know any viewers will see me uh constantly clicking away here We're trying to find prices uh for saturday's racing and as if by magic about a minute ago up they came on the other checker grid so we are in a good position here um so on to saturday's racing cambridge today at newmarket and the opening race on the card is the juddmont royal lodge stakes over a mile An unbelievable day's racing on saturday uh, starting with the Royal Lodge. And uh, just four runners, which is a bit of a shame, not the, the best betting heat, you wouldn't say. Uh, Flying Honours is the 8-13 favourite ahead of Greenland at 3-1, to the Foxes 15-2 and Dubai Mile 12-1. to Andy, can you find any value for us in these embryonic prices?
1: Um, what price is
0: Royal Honours, best price? Um, 8-13. Yeah, that's the value then, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Wins. Not often I put up an odds on Sean. I'm pretty confident about it winning. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think this horse is a superstar, really. I mean, Charlie Appleby's got some really good T holes this season. We've already seen Noble Star winner Jim Crack. Uh, yeah. Serious Knights won a prestigious race over in America the other day in Woodbine. Um, they've got uh, Victoria Victory Dance this afternoon as we speak. That's quite strongly fancied. Um, but th- I think this fellow's one of the pick of the pile. Um, He won very impressively two starts ago. go. Talked a reasonably good time. And then he hit the ball out of the park on the figures at Salisbury last time out, beating also Stormbuster. I think he beat it by about five or six lengths. And Stormbuster then went to Newbury last week and lowered the colours of two very strongly fancied horses that um, Connections uh, were both very, very keen on. So that form line and that time figure that he did last time out has been boosted. He's going to get a strongly run race here. and We know he handles a strongly run environment. Because Dubai miles in here, and he's made all on his last two starts. So I think this is a, just a straightforward exercise here for William Buick to sit in behind Charlie um, and Mark uh, Johnson Forth. and he'll just pick him off later on. Um, I don't think they'll see which way he's gone. I think eight to thirteen is like putting your hand in the till.
0: Stick your hand in the till. One one fifty on Saturday, flying on as eight to thirteen. Best price that is with William Hill. Uh, William Hill hand in the till. You're a poet, Andy. Uh, oh. Eight to eight to fifteen elsewhere, um, suggesting it, it could shorten up a fair bit. As I say, these prices are hot off the press, and um, when eagle-eyed punters like Andy start getting on it, start taking that eight to thirteen, it might not last too long. Um, but hopefully, for those who, who are listening to this early doors, uh, it might um, pay off. Uh, on then to the Chivery Park over six furlongs, uh, the two twenty-five. Horse, I know you've been very keen on um, Trillium, head to the market at nine to four, uh, Meditate five to two, Swing Along 13 to two, Lazou 13 to two, uh, Juliet Sierra 10 to one, Treasure Trove 14s, Morge 16s, 50 to one, uh, Mayland Sea, as is uh, Malrescuer, and then Wave Machine 66 to one. Uh, Ten runners here, Andy, um, in, in the chiefly Park. Uh, are you sticking with Trillium? Yeah, I
1: think she's an absolute superstar, but look, you know, this is a, a very, very high-class race, probably the best tier R race we've seen so far this season collectively. We've seen races where there's been two or three good ones, but I think generally speak, speaking here, we've got probably five or six top-class horses. You know, Juliet mm. Sierra won the big Paul last time out at Salisbury, Lazoo has only lost once in four starts and has won a group level. Morged was fourth in the Lowther and, and won a group race a time before at Newmarket. Uh, Meditate, as, as we know, got beaten the Moyglare Group 1 Treasure Troves come over here and won um, the City of York Stakes, beating Rocket Rodney and we got Swing Along, the winner of the Lover, not to mention Trillium who won the Flying Childers, I think that Flying Childers um, was an exceptionally good race, the Platinum Queen made sure there was no hiding place on that occasion, kept going through the gears, going through the gears, it looked momentarily as uh, Richard Hannans filly was in trouble but her stamina kicked in Now, you could argue that dropping back to five furlongs has been the making of her. The way that she won previously at the Malcombe, beating Rocket Rodney, coming from off the pace, you think, well, strongly run five is her trip. Another strongly run five last time. out. But don't forget, her career started over six furlongs. um, And she won well over six furlongs as well at Newbury. So it's not as if she's never run over six or got form over six. I actually think she could be even better over an extra furlong. That's my theory. But either way, I do think she's the best horse in the race. And that form of that... um, a race on at doncaster last time out has already been boasted by the horse that finished fourth the horse called pride of pillar who's no less than seven lengths on town more, and then went and absolutely run away with a good race last weekend at the air western meeting so it, it, it's sensational form i think she's the what i think she's the quickest filly in the race and if she puts it all together over 6 furlongs then um yeah, there could be fireworks on 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 Saturday, but it's an absolute mind-bogglingly good race that Chibley Park. All the best ones are there, without doubt, and should get a great race.
0: Hey, so, so you agree that Trillium is is the likely winner, but given the strength of the race and the doubts over the you know the possible doubts over the six furlong trip, would you be rushing Tobacco at, at nine to four? Is it is it maybe a watching brief?
1: Yeah, I got to say, if if I'm putting my betting hat on, then you know you'd look towards perhaps something like Lizoo. Um, you know, she's available at sort of Triple the odds, and I don't, think she's to
0: done,
1: two, yeah. I don't think she's done a great deal wrong. She's proven on the July on, on at Newmarket, let's say on the July track. I know that slightly different tracks, but um, you know there's undulations on on both um, courses at um, the same time in the race. Mm. by the bushes at Newmarket, and over the other course, where you have to go down into that uh, almost like a roller coaster ride um, on the July course. So she's she is a well balanced filly. Um, Lizou and um, her, her victory last time on Ascot was was another indication that she's going in the right direction. And Rafe Beckett, similar to Roger Varian, He's horses are in, in really good order at this time of the season. So again, you know, you, you can make a real concrete case out for her as well. So look, I, it's a difficult one for me because that I, you know, it, it, do you bet with your your, your gut instincts? Mm-hmm. Uh, or do you bet with your value hat on? If you're betting with value hat on, then you look at Lazoo each way and think, well, I'd rather bet there each way with a nine-runner race, thinking, Well, I'm bound to be in the first three or four if you get four places. Or do you think, well, I think Trillium's the best horse in the race and she'll just win full stop. So like I say, it depends what kind of punter you are. Um, I doubt whether it's a race I'll, I'll concentrate on on odd checkers, because I think there'll probably be easier races to decipher than that the weekend. But look, I'm I'm looking forward to it and I'm I'm hoping that Trillium Comes out on top because I still believe that she's the best of her generation over this kind of distance.
0: It's so maybe the heart saying Trillium, that the head, the punting hat on, maybe Lazoo each way at, at 13 to 2. Um, that Trillium 9 to 4 is with the Betfair Sportsbook, Lazoo 13 to 2, Unibet, Coral, William Hill. But I think the overriding message here is sit back and enjoy what should be a, a fascinating contest over, over the six furlongs at Newmarket at 225 on Saturday. Uh, on then to the Middle Park um, where Marshman is the five to two favorite eight runners here, Blackbeard, 11 to four, Mischief Magic, five to one, Persian Force, 11 to two, the Antarctic, nine to one, Zoology, 12 to one, Never Just a Dream, 66s, and one more for luck, 150 to one, uh, another, I mean, any, yeah, I mean, another very, very high quality renewal here, uh, Andy, um, who do you think looks the value, um, you know, in this, uh, eight, eight runner affair, where you've got a couple of Runners at big prices that really open it up as a, an e trade prospect.
1: Yeah, the, again, this is another really mouthwatering affair, as you say, George. Middle Park's always a race steeped in tradition and history, and it often throws up a very good horse. and I think you're going to have to be a good one to win it this year. Uh, we've got several what you would call solid horses that are almost certain to turn up and run the races Persian Force and Blackbeard. I think, um, you know, we know the time of day with them. Um, you know, they're running against the very best. They've run some very fast times, And um, it's not as if they're coming here off the back of hard-knocking runs. They run for 34 days, so they've had plenty of time to get over their exertions. Marshman looks as though he's going the right way. Um, you know, he got beat by a very good horse in the gym, Crack Noble style. But looking at Noble style, and, and given that perhaps he could have come here, I think it's very significant, isn't it, that Mischief Magic comes here instead? on mm. the flag for a dolphin. I was yet to be absolutely blown away by him uh, on his turf runs until he went to the All Weather the other day and contested a very rare Group 3 race um, back in uh, the early part of the month. He was held up right out the back Was given a very, very confident ride by um, Pat Dobbs. And I love the way he absolutely charged his way through the field. Um, and his time figure for, for a race of that nature on the All Weather was exceptionally good. Um, he, he's got, if you look at his action he's a, I mean, he's a big heavy topped very strong through the shoulder horse, you look at him, he, he, he covers a lot of ground, he's physically a, a, a very impressive looking specimen but I am to a two like him for a long time, get over that, that kind of surface the, the way that he did to come from that far behind and to beat those horses I think he's a very very smart horse I think he's an absolute out and out sprinter I don't think he's a, a, a like a mile prospect to Guinness prospect for next season. I think I see him more as a, um, a Commonwealth Cup horse um, for, ne- for next year. Uh, I think Godolphin have got several, such as Noble Star, in that in that bracket as well. I think he's one of the pick of the bunch, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do on Saturday. So yeah, mischief, mischief, magic, be mischief, my. magic,
0: five to one best price, which is oh, which has been oh. the best betfair sportsbook three to one and seven to two uh general so betfair sportsbook that, really yeah,
1: that, that's yeah that i mean we, we i think pogo was definitely the number one of let's say crazy prices but the best value prices we've talked about um throughout the podcast but that's the craziest that, that, i mean that cannot be a five to one shot in this world
0: there you go mr magic five to one uh, Betfair sports, but taking a big view on uh, on Blackbeard, who's their two to one favourite, as big as well market price eleven to four. So they've taken a view. Andy disagrees with it. Mischief Magic at five to one, probably the bet of the show, uh, the nap of the show. It sounds like there for Andy, just with yeah, one firm. Yeah,
1: and the prices, George. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, the last race that we we're able to cover uh, in full because we have prices is, of course, the the Cambridgeshire handicap uh, over a mile and a furlong. Um, we got Majtaraba is the the four to one favorite, protagonist fifteen to two, savvy victory, ten to one, dual identity twelve to one. Totally charming twelve to one. Uh, Jimi Jimmy Hendrix and uh, is fourteens, electrical storm sixteens. Kitsuni power uh, and first view, and Bell rock, all sixteen to one, uh, twenty to one uh, in Gizati, brilliant light, magical morning, perotto, uh, twenty eight to one, Dutch decoy, night of luxury. Lakanda, uh, thirty-three to one. Bar those, twenty-nine run at the moment. Skybet already come out. They've said eight places. We'll see if the others follow. Um, surely <laughs> there'll be huge pace terms.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think one or two other firms will, will have to go slightly bigger than that. They are at the moment just to attract a bit of business. Skybet, as usual. Um, first cabs off the rank with a, a very, very tempting eight places. Uh, I think you might need them actually because this is a this is about as tough a, a Cambridge year uh, and as competitive one um i think i've, I've ever seen I, I, I always draw up a bit of a cambridge's shortlist halfway through the season um out of out of races that you know traditionally throw up the most likely winners of the race you know you've got the the race at york over a mile uh, the, there's a couple of races at over a mile and a quarter uh one at Sandown, a protagonist one and and various other form lines that all get intertwined um job was one of them as well. who won a, a good trial at Doncaster. I can see why he's towards the fore the market. I must four fourth one's ridiculously short for him. I think this is a genuine eight to one the field race. Mm. I, I, I'm not saying that lightly either. I, I think you, you need to be way ahead of your mark to win this. Um, so I definitely dismiss the, the Haggis Run. I just think he's over overestimated. My shortlist would involve. Savvy victory. I think you've got to put him up there because of the way he's going. Love the way you want a good wood Quickened on demand, looks a really nice prospect. I think he's been safe, specific for the race. Brian Moore's been booked. Uh, his trainer's done really well this season. And I think the fact that he stays a mile and a quarter will, will stand him a good stead. I think you do need a horse in this race that does have the tactical speed and the cruising speed for a mile, but then has the uh, the uh, stamina from Marla for further, and he does. So I, I think he's probably the main one out of the first three in the market that I'll concentrate on. The other one, which I've had on my mind for a long time, is Dual Identity. Hmm. There's been quite a lot of interest from various parties, most notably down under. I think the Australian consortiums have got involved in this, trying to buy this horse. I don't know if they've actually purchased it yet. I think I still think it runs in the uh, in the track. The, uh, the 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 owners. Uh, old colours, as it were, until perhaps a, a deal's done after the Cambridge. um But his progression has been very eye catching. He won very well at Sandown two runs ago and then put in an extraordinary performance back at the same track next time out. He was last turning in in the race, eventually won by Protagonist, but he charged through the field to finish a never near a second. His back end sectionals were the best in the race and he looks absolutely tailor made. Race at the time, only a mile one on a straight track where we can't get into trouble. Um, and he reminds me very much of Sabuska before he started to work his way through the ranks from, from the William Knight stable. Um, so he's definitely on my shortlist. Sure and the other one's Kitsuni Power. Uh, I do think he's got a lot going in his favour as well. First and foremost, he's trained by Roger Varian, who's just had an amazing run and he seems to be winning races left, right, and centre secondly he has got a run over the Rowdy Mile um, early on in the season when he was a bit unlucky for his second he should have won that day it was a bit of a poor ride he got, he got hung out to drive from a bad draw and then finished on the wrong part of the track he then had a very bad draw in the um, Britannia Handicap but managed to finish somehow 10th in a race which has worked out really well since and then he's improved to finish 2nd next time out and then finally he got his head in front again next time out of Beverley so he comes here off the back of a win got track form And he's running a lot of good, strongly run, big field straight track mile races, which is what you require for this race. So those would be my three I'd put against the field. If I had to narrow it down, I'm sure that's what you're going to try and get. I'm going to go with dual identity at twelve to one and Kitsu in power at sixteen to one. I'm just hoping that their draws in six and seven end up not being the wrong place to be, because as I said, traditionally. Middle to near side seem to hold sway um, in recent times. But look, we've got Majestic Dawn drawn in store 14, and he's likely to be the front runner. Um, He went off like a a scalded cat last time at Windsor. I think if you're drawn in around him, which these two are, you you won't be too far away.
0: So there you go. Dual identity, 12 to 1 best price with William Hill as it stands. Gizuni Power, 16 to 1 best price. With the Betfair sportsbook and these two selections, and then a positive word as well for Savvy Victory ten to one as well. Also with a Betfair sportsbook, three against the field. If you want all three uh, in this year's renewal of the Cambridgeshire, um, three three more races on the card. We don't have prices. Uh, we've got the the maiden, a nursery, and the the Turner's handicap over seven furlongs is is the final race. Um, anything to to keep an eye on?
1: Yeah, all called Coco Jumbo jumbo, Sorry, in the four fifty, the nursery. Uh, probably won't be favourite. I think that'll probably go to um, Mystic Pearl um, of William Haggis's. I mean, William Huggins is always a favourite in handicaps aren't they, George? I think that's the, uh, hmm. the rule in the bookmaker's handbook. Uh, but that Mystic Pearl didn't win in a very fast time last time. I beat a horse called Ronaholic, uh, and also I know quite well, trained by George Scott. Um, that form's just OK. Uh, but I do think Coco form form's much better. He um, chased down horse. Sorry, she chased down a horse. Uh, called Bonnie Angel, who clocked a big number that day on town more. Bonnie Angel ran, re- respectably last weekend in a, in a Group 3 race at to Air when drawn on the wrong side of the track. But you look at her body of work, she's finished third to Ranger Bambi, who I think will run well on Friday, third to Amici, who's went on to win a big sales race at Newmarket, and then second to Bonnie Angel, who ran well in a group race. So that's only rated 78. If you go back and watch the Doncaster race, she was drawn badly and did the best of the work of those that were drawn high and finished second. Hmm. Um, I do think she's particularly well handicapped and if the draw does work itself out to be on the high side come Saturday afternoon we'll get plenty of chance to work out whether that's the case stall 11 of 12 might not be a bad place to be for Coco Jambon so she's my pick of the last three races on the card
0: Great stuff. There we have it, Andy's selections for Friday and Saturday at Newmarket for the Cambridgeshire weekend. Uh, thank you very much to Andy as ever for sharing his tips and his insight. Do keep your eyes on the app where you can get his uh, his tips, his columns straight to the app every single morning of racing uh, download the app as well for the best prices uh, a couple of occasions there we saw certain firms really going after and uh, sticking their neck out and that's where you want to be shopping and odds check is the best place to do that so download the app there uh best place terms bookie offers free bets as well um there you have it uh, enjoy the racing uh do subscribe to the odds checker youtube channel for all of these preview shows as well as racing weekly every week as well Hopefully, a few winners in there, uh, but as is always the case, please do ensure that you're gambling responsibly.